0: In a world whose hosts cried out for a replacement to Thunderdome. Thunderdome. Ah! The top ten is proud to bring you the realist. RELIST! <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to this week's edition of the Realist. ReList. ReList. <laughs> it's, getting, it's getting better, Matt. It's getting better. I like that.
1: Uh, it's good stuff. Uh, it's a ridiculous. Addition to that
0: show, and uh, I, I like that it's the only show we've used it for. You yeah. know what I mean? I agree. That annoying sound should only be used sparingly, and that's a good show at to best. use. It for. Yeah. At, at best. Yeah, at best. Agreed. Uh, it's better to,
1: to keep it at arm's length. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Otherwise, you turn it to DJ Khaled, and suddenly we got nine oh. <laughs> podcasters on this, all doing like a sentence or two apiece. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> It turns into <laughs> what exactly are we selling at that point. Right. But we're here for The relist, which is a show if you're uh, listening to this on our free feed. Yep. Uh, we do it over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10. And people at a certain level, you get access to all kinds of perks. A so shout out at the end of the month uh patreon exclusive content like our live chicago show old yep. classic shows on wednesdays we throw it up and then it, it's uh, another tier you can jump in on the re-list three random people get picked the first one sets the topic the next two submit their list for said topic yeah. and we go through treat it like a regular show we do not add or subtract any movies nope and we just talk about their lists and uh so i say we just jump right in okay let's do it what so, uh, who are the
0: people involved in this thing the
1: three chosen were, and our thanks to uh, Christos Alexakos yes. for helping us run this. Uh, it is a tremendous help, and we can't thank you enough, sir. Uh, drew at random three names, and came up with Mr. Ashley Prowse. Yes. Who we met at the London show. We did. It was great. Um, surprised, and surprised the other was a man. Yeah, go ahead. That's what I said to him. He was like, oh, I'm Ashley. And I'm like, Prowse? It was before the show. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. And then he told me after the show, he's like, my wife was really impressed you knew my surname. And I'm like... I don't know. I've only met one other male Ashley in my life. Yeah. Ashley Hamilton. Oh. Yeah, nice. I knew him for a short stand of my life. I knew Ashley Hamilton. Nice enough guy. I don't really know him, you know, all that well. We hung out a few times. Oh, that's cool. Uh it was like I'm pretty sure I'm gonna remember your right. last name when right. it's right. Ashley. It's very, you know. Soon giant Fernando. I am going to remember Fernando because Hell, your yeah. first name is Soon Giant. I mean, Jack I'm gonna remember. Yeah. Well, course. you got three three reminders, yeah, and one of those, you know who you are, has some of the worst taste in music <laughs> I've ever witnessed. Going to bat for things is just like, that's a guilty pleasure, and it's one you should be feel shame for. So <laughs> you might want to be a little quieter on that front. Fair enough. But anyway, so it was Ashley Prowse, Jason Bradshaw,
0: and Drake Fromsdorf. Yeah, Drake Fromsdorf. Uh, and they picked, uh, Ashley Prowls picked the top 10 Danny DeVito movies. Correct. Danny DeVito. What do you know? The diminutive one. Uh, we're going to count down their, their <laughs> Is that separately? what means in Italian? I think so. Yeah. Oh, it translates actually to the diminutive one. Ah, <laughs> oh, how apropos. It's amazing. It's also what I call Sam Levine. Uh, all right, Jason Bradshaw, Drake Frumsdorf. So we're each going to take... Uh, uh, one list, and uh, neither of us have seen the other person's lists. Correct. Uh, and uh, neither of us have actually seen these lists, so no. we're we're counting them down as you're you're listening to us count them down. We're seeing them for the first time as well. Uh, are we doing the standard uh, three, two, five, the the thing? Or how are we doing? Yeah, this? yeah, the okay.
1: regular bottom three, bottom three, okay. next two, next two, one apiece. There you go. All right, let's we'll, do right it. we'll through. So Jason Bradshaw's uh, says, "Thank you, gentlemen, for the opportunity to participate in the relist." <laughs> I have been a fan of DeVito for a long time from watching reruns of Taxi with my parents growing up, seeing some of the films below as a child. I didn't necessarily remember exactly how vast DeVito's filmography was, and this was a fun list to compile. There are obviously some films of his I have not seen, but I had a fun time prepping this uh, list. I hold nothing back on my choices. Oh, Thanks again. Yeah. Numero diez. Wow. Uh, Space Jam.
0: Space Jam. All right. Space Jam. Does like he, it. uh, does Drake have space jam? Oh, yeah. Let me take a look here. Uh, Space Jam is not on the list.
1: All right. Uh, Mr. Bradshaw says this is admittedly a nostalgic choice, and Space Jam is the second movie I vividly remember seeing in the theaters as a six year old. Hmm. DeVito's voice work as the villainous Swackhammer is great, hmm. and his procl- proclamation of, I don't know, Dan Aykroyd. Uh, I didn't know Dan Aykroyd was in this picture upon. Bill Murray's arrival slays me to this very day. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it, he's not the first guy that I go back to think of when I think of that film. Yeah. Of the actual human actors. It's, right. you know, obviously it's the voice actors, but it's Jordan, and then I think of maybe Bill Murray, or I think of, what is it, Wayne Knight. Yeah. Or, But DeVito does a great job. Yeah. It's a fun film. Right. Yeah. It's good. Uh, number nine is Throw Mama from the Train. Oh, uh,
0: also not on this list.
1: Also not on this list. Wow. Surprisingly. All right. Okay. Well, he says, I have a love for this film that I cannot really explain. You are in the minority. Uh, DeVito's chemistry with Billy Crystal is great, but this ranks a little lower on the list because to me, Anne Ramsey
0: steals the film. Oh, yeah, that's fair. She's yeah, great. she does. I I've, yeah, really, I've never had a fondness for this one. Mm. Uh, yeah, me either. It's not one I, I saw once. Once was enough.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah. I've seen, you know, a piece here, a piece there again over right. the years at some random points, but I've never gone back to sit down and actually rewatch it again. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember kind of going, eh, during the time. It's like, oh, it's the mom from Goonies and Billy Crystal
0: <laughs> type cool, of thing. Cool,
1: Yeah. I was like, all right, well, okay, what is this? Throw mama from the train. Sure, that sounds fun. And then, yeah. And to me, now it exists on some level in my head is, uh, you know, stop her, my mom will shoot. Oh, wow. Oof. It's not that bad. Right. But it's like this weird. Yeah. Uh, it's in that kind of time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and in like the same place in those individuals' kind of canon of film, so to speak.
0: Fair enough. Uh, uh, all right, what's the number seven? Uh, well, number eight. Oh, sorry, number eight is Get Shorty. Yes, uh, that's this number eight for uh, uh, is it Drake? Is it Drake yes. Fromsdorf? Yeah, number eight. Um
1: all right, Jason just says the scene where DeVito has the back and forth with Travolta speaking with his eyes to convey his message
0: is probably my favorite scene from the oh, film. Yeah, absolutely. And I still have that one line from Get Shorty in my head that Travolta says, if you're important enough, they'll wait for you. Don't rush anywhere. Yeah. And I was like, damn. I've never even thought of it that way. It was like a brilliant thing to say. Because if they if you're worth it, They'll wait for you. I was like, "Damn, all right, I like that. I do like that scene, scene because Rene Russo ah.
1: Russo is just looking at this nothing but pomposity. Of yeah, just the oh, you got oh, you really got it because Travolta's you know he'd be a good producer. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Tell Vito exactly what he wants to hear, and he ends up DeVito, Vito you know starts driving a minivan <laughs> and mimicking a little bit. Yeah, as a dude that he thinks is cool. Right. You know, what is it, Chili Palmer? Chili Palmer. Yep. Um, yeah, it's a it's a fun movie. I like that movie a lot. Me too. It's one of the Elmore Leonard, uh, Elmore Leonard ones that I think has translated well. Yeah, agreed. It's such a great cast as well all
0: around. Farina. Uh, yeah, uh, for, uh, James Gandolfini. James Gandolfini, uh, uh, Delroy Lindo.
1: Yeah, Delroy Lindo. Yeah. Uh, 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 Gene what's... Hackman.
0: What's his name? Uh,
1: Bette Midler. Luis Guzman. Yeah. Yeah, Luis Guzman. Yeah,
0: yeah, Gene Hackman is great in that movie. He is. Is
1: the producer. Sit here. Don't offer him this other picture. Do this, and he comes in as soon as within three sentences, he's already caved. (laughs) So good. So good. (laughs) So good.
0: What's your number seven? Uh, Oh, no, wait. I go my number ten, right? Yeah. Okay. Ten is Deck the Halls. Uh, rightly is not on his list. Okay, okay. Well, let me read his intro first. He doesn't have any intros for the movie, so this is all he says. Hey, John and Matt, thank you for the endless entertainment I listen to while at work or on the road. The banter between you guys is unmatched. I agree. I'm from Southeast Missouri, and I wanted to make it to the Chicago show, but ultimately did not make it. Maybe a St. Louis show could be in the future. I'm not big on DeVito. I've only seen like 12 of his movies, and maybe my... Uh, age has something to do with that. I'm only 21, but I'm happy to be part of the realist. Thank you guys so much. God bless. All right. So number 10, deck the halls. Very nice words from Drake, by the way. Uh, I've seen this once. It was okay. Not really sticks in the memory at all in any way, shape, or form. So I've literally seen the trailer.
1: Yeah, that's it. And I was once I heard the like people that saw it yeah and the utter look of forgettability on their face <laughs> just like i don't need to see it there's so many christmas movies yeah it's just every year yeah it's like oh which ones are we gonna watch and then every like three to four years there's another one that enters the mix of like that's a really good holiday film that should start stacking up over time yeah agreed. so if you saw this at a certain pivotal moment in your life or a span you know mm-hmm. what i mean it was like Might six to it. twelve or something yeah it's like oh we watched it so much my family
0: loves it yeah, uh,
1: It just never did that for me.
0: Uh, yeah, fair. Agreed. Uh, number nine is Hercules. Uh, pepe, that's a punt. Yeah, all right. Shoo. Number eight was Get Shorty, so uh, we're back to you at seven. Seven is Matilda. That is the six on his list, so there you go. Perfect timing. Yeah. Um,
1: this is a double dip as this is a DeVito-directed film. Ooh. He plays a great shady used car salesman and Matilda's father. Him and Rhea Perlman, together in this movie are family film gold. This again plays on the nostalgia for me as I grew
0: up reading the book by Raul Dahl. Yeah, I agree. I never read the book. Oh, yeah. yeah. I read the book. I didn't see the movie. It was never, I was like, I saw the trailer and I was like, "Eh, I'm with you. Never saw the movie. That being said, I do, I've do. i always enjoyed Rhea Perlman and Dan DeVito when they've worked together. I think they're divorced now, but when they work together. Yeah,
1: it's a relatively recent, like in the past five, six years. Because yeah. yeah, they were yeah. together since his so, taxi days. long time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like yeah. pre-Cheers for her. Right. right. So it's yeah. 30 some odd years, they made it, and then eventually they're like, you know, hey, I think they're still, it seems as though, and I don't follow celebrity culture at all. Seems like amicable. Yeah, as yeah. best I can tell. Yeah. Uh, But once again, I do not follow any of that stuff whatsoever. (laughs) Uh, All right, which number six? Uh,
0: My number six is Batman Returns. Oh, that's a massive punt, apparently. Okay. uh, On this list. So my number seven, or Drake's number seven, rather, is uh, Twins. Uh, that is a punch. Okay. All right. What's your number five? Because Matilda is six for him. Right to the punt. Twins, baby. Oh, perfect. Okay.
1: Twins is there. Beautiful segue. Yeah. Uh well, uh, go ahead and tell us what Drake said.
0: He doesn't say anything. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't introduce any of the movies. He just lists. Them. Listen, man. We've had, I, like I love it.
1: it. I love it. The brevity. brevity
0: is- exactly. Get you know, some people are just like, let's just get to
1: it. Brevity is a solo wit. It stands on its own. I put it where it is, and to me, it's it's fine. It needs no uh, basically explanation. It's a Chili Palmer move. If I have it to is. explain it, then it then doesn't, it's yeah. not that
0: important. Precisely. <laughs> All right, go ahead.
1: Uh, so he says, DeVito and Arnold have a great chemistry in this comedy. The scene where he is teaching Arnold to drive is great and ends with a quote that I use almost daily, nobody likes a smartass. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember at the time when it came out, I didn't like it. I was young. Mm-hmm. And now, upon seeing it as an adult, I actually, I mean, Look, it's not the best comedy in the world, right. but it succeeds in a lot of ways. And the fact, if you look at it for Arnold, it's, it makes sense because he'd only kind of played a lot of the same before. So this is just a little bit of a role reversal for right. him. Right, 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 right. Uh, But now looking at it, it adds to kind of the overall complexity of his career. And I appreciate that. Uh, and then there's a good, like, you know, one has, gets all the genetic good so to speak, yeah. and the other, and the fact that De- DeVito is willing to put
0: himself in that. Yeah, that role. It's it's a good movie. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I enjoyed it. It's still fun to go back to and watch. And then it's a young Kelly Preston as well, and uh, Chloe Webb, who kind of had a few films around this time. And then like Sid and Nancy, she was Nancy and Sid and Nancy. Okay, uh, she was in that film with Denzel Washington and Bob Hoskins, Heart Condition, and then this film. Uh, but then kind of like uh, kind of filtered out. So yeah, who knows? It's maybe, unfortunate. Yeah. yeah, maybe she just. Didn't want to do it as much anymore? Maybe. She's definitely an unusual-looking actress, so she was memorable in that way and uh, certainly was a good uh, love interest for Danny DeVito in the movie. Um, All right, that's the number... That's my five. What you got? Man on the Moon is my number five, or is Drake's number five, rather. I'm not on his list. What? What? Listen, take it up with Jason. Don't take it up with me. Yeah, Yeah, Fair enough. Jason, what the hell are you talking about? Have you not seen Man on the Moon? This is an incredible film. Uh, where Jim Carrey plays Andy Kaufman, and uh, uh, Danny is playing George. He plays his manager, what, Shapiro? George Shapiro, right, right. Great stuff. And there's some beautiful acting moments between Danny and Jim Carrey that are really vulnerable and fantastic.
1: And well, the thing is, DeVito, in some ways, gets to say some things to Andy that he never could. Right. Because he's coming back, and now, right. you know, it's when you know it. Because I didn't live through Taxi. Oh, I did. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Okay um so the whole i only knew andy kaufman years years and years later right on and by that point he was already kind of this weird hyperbole of himself yeah on some level he's the as far as the public's understanding of him was so he wasn't huge he didn't loom as large in my life until i got older and found out how many people revered him and whatnot so you go back and and re-examine now he was never my cup of tea but the it's still interesting Someone yeah. makes these
0: choices. He's a performance comedian, yeah. Yeah,
1: it's, it is. It's It's performance art. Yeah. So you either buy into it or you don't. And I think some of the satire is actually really good. Yeah. When he does his late night talk show thing, whatever. I think they allude to it in this, but his desk is so much higher. Yeah. When I heard about that joke. And now, like, the best example of that currently, if you've ever seen clips from Colin Cowherd. Oh, His yeah. little oh, space yeah. station desk yeah. is... Two feet taller yeah. than his guests. So his guests are looking up at him at all times. Now, granted, it's a radio show, but they still tape this shit. Yeah, they do. And
0: they sink into the couch. Mm-hmm. So that adds another foot to which they're lower to yeah. uh, Colin Cowherd. Yeah. It's the most jarring thing. And then his counter, his co-pilot, mm-hmm. is off in the other corner. Right. Higher than the guest, but not as high as Colin. It's a weird setup. It because is. Because the couch is so long. And the, the uh, uh, second or whatever the person is... Uh, is all the way over there from Colin. It's just interesting setup. Yeah, very much Colin on his own and above everyone else. It is. It's an interesting ego. Um, yeah, but good film. All right, which number four is uh, the Rainmaker? Uh, that's that's a punt. Oh, you can wow, believe it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my number four is One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. That's that is Jason's number three. Wow, right, there we go. Uh, good
1: film. What uh, brevity once again?
0: Yes, brevity. There's no explanation.
1: Oh, uh, old uh, old Jason here writes. Yeah, classic film. Yes, Devito's portrayal of a martini is great. The hit me quote unquote scene, playing cards, and the monopoly scene are great work from Devito. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah, it's interesting because I saw reruns of Taxi, but Devito was already a part of my life through movies. Oh, right. And then to go back and see that you know one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Didn't this pretty much put him on the map along with
0: a few other people? Christopher Lloyd's in this film as well. Yeah. yeah. It's a um, bunch of
1: young, interesting... Brad Dorif, who plays the okay. kid. Yeah,
0: certainly. A lot of people in this film.
1: Um, and going back and seeing it years
0: later, it's like, oh, wow, he had, you know, presence mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. then. Uh, yeah, certainly a noticeable guy. Yeah, he is. And, uh, and I think a lot of people in that film came off the stage in New York. Makes sense. Used uh, by uh, the producers there, which Michael Douglas produced this film because he was originally in line to play uh, the Jack the Nicholson Jeff. character, uh, but then steps aside, stepped aside to have Jack do it. And then, sure, went to it an, and won an Oscar. He won an Oscar as a producer of the film. Guys in his like fucking early thirties winning an Oscar as a as a producer of a Best Picture winner, incredible.
1: I mean, in your defense, I guess so to speak, or all of our defense, mm. saying that he achieved so much so soon, he did have advantages. <laughs> That the average person does that's have, fair. I'm not taking away from the talent, but he was given an opportunity much quicker than somebody else who could be just as talented. Yeah, Kirk Douglas, sure. Fair. Yeah, you Kirk. got your father who actually willed a, a couple of amazing movies into existence. True. One in particular. True. I mean, Spartacus is just that is through sheer force of chin. That's a chin. That thing He's got fucking slamming. made. Yeah. Uh, that is a guy that Jilly Palmer wishes he was Kirk Douglas. <laughs> when Kirk Douglas is at his height, when they go back and do those like in Trumbo, and you you see oh, yeah. Yeah, Douglas in that and, and whatnot, and how much he's pushing, and just like, I don't give a damn, I want this. And people are like, you know, Kirk Douglas wants this. <laughs> and it's just through sheer force of will. Yeah, he makes it happen. But DeVito is great in One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, yeah. Those listening, you haven't seen it, it's definitely one of those ones where go back and at least watch it once. It's Snyder's favorite film.
0: Is it? Yeah. It makes sense. Snyder belongs in an asylum, so it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's, your, what's your number three? Uh, you know. Uh, that was my oh, three, three, so what do you got? So you had your four already? Did we do your four already? It's a punt for you. Okay, right. All right, so three uh, is L.A. Confidential on this list.
1: That's a punt. Wow, okay. This is easy. So two is a punt from your list earlier, Hercules. Okay. Uh, brevity is the day? Bre- yeah. Yeah, like I said. All right, easy enough. Uh, Then Jason wrote, perhaps one of the more underrated Disney films, depending on who you talk to, but DeVito uh, is the lifeblood of this movie. He conveys strength, encouragement, anger, and a deep care for Hercules in this voice performance as Phil. Yeah. It's one where I wish it had come out for me
0: when I was younger, because it's just fun. It is great. I love it. That and Tarzan, Hercules and Tarzan, are two that I defend to the end. Okay. And I know people love Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast and all that. Uh, but for me, it's those two films. And Aladdin. Those three films are the ones that I love the most out of that Disney time, that yeah. renaissance or whatever. Yeah. Uh, they just appeal to me more than any other. And Hercules is just great. His journey. It's fun. The mythology of it all, Greek mythology. Yeah. All of it is great. And Tarzan as well, with this, uh, the romance he goes on, the whole thing about the apes, and the, the connection with his father and Lance Hendrickson's voiceover work. So... All of it just works for me on so many levels. And yeah, and Hercules being one of them. And yeah, Danny DeVito's like voiceover work is so great. And the character they've drawn really, it's like you just feel like you're watching Danny DeVito. You do. As, as a, what, a satyr? Yeah, satyr, right, exactly. Phil. Uh, and then what he, like, even the the lewd things he does at certain moments, it's played for laughs and playful. Yeah. So it's not, it never crosses that line. Well, yeah. I mean,
1: it, you know, my recollection is that character also likes to drink. Yes. In Greek mythology. And yeah, sometimes is playing, uh, yeah, you know, one harp. of those harps. Yeah. And or has or a loot. flute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, this thing—it's around a lot of merriment. Yes, true. So if it gets into like slightly raunchier jokes and be like, well, you know, booze does that. Yeah, it just loosens and, you up a little bit. Yeah, man. it does. There's no lie there. Do uh, uh, sometimes a uh, you know a uh, really big degree. <laughs> <laughs> Even the representation of Hades in this, oh I yeah. think is utterly fantastic. Yep. And James Woods just given a stellar performance. Great voice acting all around. Mm-hmm. Uh. My, yeah, my hair yeah my quality I wish i I had you know because I went back it wasn't during an era of I wasn't watching as much D- Disney which comes up on uh next this upcoming Tuesday show and we're talking about animation
0: yes, um sorry, it's been a long day no worries
1: uh yeah, so this pocket of when I stopped watching so like this Pocahontas Tarzan right uh there's a whole slew from this era that I had to go back and see mm-hmm. Hunchback's hunchback 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 I didn't see yeah. in the theater uh there's numerous from this era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I cherry pick, but this is one that I genuinely enjoy. Yep. Whereas like, you know, Tarzan doesn't work as well for me. Okay. And neither does Hunchback's okay. Yeah. Uh, Pocahontas I find boring.
0: Yeah, I don't like Pocahontas. No. I it's want boring. to like it. Sure. But I don't. It looks interesting. Yeah, sure. I like um, Mulan. Mulan works for me.
1: Mulan's really good. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. That's yep. another one which I'd grown up with because tons
0: of fun in that movie. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right. What we at? what do you got? That was my two. What's your two? um batman returns okay my pun from earlier yeah yeah number two danny devito is the penguin in this thing that he is yep. uh jason
1: said uh i enjoy this film more than the 89 batman wow
0: okay i agree with
1: you uh yeah but one one gives you the world you know what i mean sure uh that's all i'm saying <laughs> i really enjoyed devito as the penguin despite the weird verbal tick he had the scene when he shoots the clock after suggesting that killing sleeping children is out of, out of line shows the true mania he possesses as Penguin. Mm. And
0: that death scene. Oh, yeah, the death scene's really... It's weird. Interesting, yeah.
1: Interesting's a nice way to put Getting it. Getting dragged by the by penguins By the other penguins, the like yeah. yeah. Basically, it's, it's like uh, Captain Kirk. Or no, pardon me, Spock, when they put him in oh, the torpedo. right, right. And they're sending him slowly down in between and they're all saluting as he goes past...
0: It's that yeah, in essence, uh one misses the days of exploding penguins, master Bruce uh yeah, um, yeah, I, I like this a lot, he's not the standout, obviously it's it's Michelle Pfeiffer for me of the two, but he has some great lines, you know, okay. yeah, you little minx, you send out all the signals, I'd have your spade, all of that. he is certainly the the uh, villain of the piece, um, but he's born, but he's a villain born out of um banishment from society so it's a villain you can understand why
1: you know and uh the same society created batman and penguin right exactly yeah great points yeah it's kind of fucked up society yeah even though you do get batman batman's this great symbol but at the same time it is a vigilante yeah that's going around and just you know knocking heads yeah doing what it wants to do
0: yeah Uh, All right, that was uh, number two for me. It was what's your? Do we do your two? Uh,
1: we yeah, my two. So my number one is L.A. Confidential. Punt from you. Yeah. Okay. And wow, so the other punt is yeah, wow, if you can believe it. Uh, and he says for number one for L.A. Confidential, great film. ...while Devito may not be the first or even fourth or fifth name that you think of, uh, when you get to this movie. True. I would argue he is the most important person in the film. He is working so much in the background and plays just the perfect version of Pure Sleeze. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, he's like the essentially, he's essentially the first TMZ. Tap, yeah, TMZ taking yeah. the pictures. And I like his voiceover work when he's doing those stories and stuff like that. When you hear him in the background or when they're showing scenes and he's doing the voiceover for them, doing that whole, you know, Spotlight Los Angeles, yeah. that all kind of stuff, really great. But then the scene when he's getting beat up by James Cromwell, you like start to feel so much sympathy for the guy because uh, the guy is just a huckster trying to make a living. Yeah, he's just trying to scam a buck. Yeah, he got into this
1: business because no one Hollywood wasn't hadn't been around long enough, so this business didn't exist until he did it. Right, on some level. Right, right, he could be the first um, tabloid photographer. Yeah. Yeah, and you know that that existed, and you now sure. are blackmailing like studio execs and all that. They've used this and other, like uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Right, 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 right. Uh, has this same plot device. Uh, the yeah. player. Oh, the player, right. Uh, this plot device, like, yeah. you know, through different means, but it's a, you know, his part is small in this. And yeah. He probably is the fifth to sixth person you do get down the list. Mm-hmm. Because after you do Guy Pierce and Russell Crowe. And Kim Basinger. Yeah. And they just kind of move right down the line of, oh, yeah, then Danny DeVito is the muckraker.
0: Right. Although he's not using it for good. But you have Spacey. You have uh, James Cromwell. Yep. You have all those guys uh, throughout. David Strathairn. Uh, yeah. And then you end up with uh, DeVito there near the bottom of the pal. Yeah, exactly. And, and all that happens with him. So, yeah, good stuff. Um, all right. I have Rainmaker as the number one, which is your punt from what numbers? Number four. Wow. Well, it's still four. That's a pretty it is. It's pretty high. I, I wouldn't put Rainmaker in my top five of Danny DeVito films. So this is I got to give a lot of respect to Drake and, uh, uh, Drake and Jason for putting it that high on their lists. Uh, this is uh, Drake's number one. This uh, uh, this is a John Grisham book, based on John Grisham book yep. rather. Uh, Matt Damon. This is a young Matt Damon who's still figuring out how to be a lead in movies. Uh, yeah, Francis- he's getting a shot. Yeah, Francis Ford Coppola. This is the most unusual Francis Ford Coppola directed movie because it's just such a simply directed movie. It is. It's it, straightforward. It's straight- It has no Coppola signatures on it at all, uh, and it's just a straightforward movie. Uh, about one man trying to help this uh, 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 young girl in Claire Danes escape a uh, uh, abusive relationship, physically abusive relationship, but also trying to uh, take on this large insurance company that is screwing over this family who lost their son yeah. to uh, this insurance situation. Uh, so he's got he's fighting on two fronts here, and it's actually a really good film that I enjoy thoroughly. And Danny DeVito is great as his assistant. Who, of course, is underneath Mickey Rourke, who runs the whole uh, uh, law agency. But he's there, and the uh, banter between him and Matt Damon, there's some great, uh, well written scenes between those yeah. guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, DeVito's there as a grinder. Yeah. This case is just like, all right, we'll get it
1: here, and then they'll settle out of court, and we move on. Right. And then it's Damon, just numbers to him. It is. But I mean, Damon, he kind of opens his eyes to the reason that you can get into this business, to yeah. stand up for the little guy, to get the law to you know work for you. Yeah. And Jason said, uh, I am a sucker for Grisham novels turned into films, and this one was no exception. This may be my favorite performance of DeVito at wow. his number four. Wow. Uh, he is sort of a Robin Hood doing unethical things for ethical reasons and his back and forth with Matt Damon and his role in the story keep me watching this movie at least once per year. Mm-hmm. Wow. Go That's back a- to it that often. I mean, I went back and watched it like two years ago, just <laughs> yeah. out of nowhere. I was like, ah, I haven't seen that in a while. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's a fun movie. I agree.
0: Um, all right. Well, there we go. Was- <laughs> all right. Do we put these together? We do. All right. Um, so we
1: got to figure out. So what do we have closest highest?
0: I think L.A. Confidential won what? Where'd you three. So I yeah. think that's first. And then Rainmaker, right? Because it's 1-4. I would have to assume. Right? Because Batman Returns is where on your list? Six. Yeah, 2-6. Hercules, where do you have that? Uh, Nine. Yeah, Rainmaker it is. Okay.
1: That's kind of crazy. Yeah. All right, so I got Hercules, 2's at
0: 9. Yeah. Where do you got one flu over the cuckoo's nest? Uh, four. Uh, one flu goes next. Wow. This... I have LA Confidential at 3, right? We put that yeah. up there. Oh, Batman Returns is 2 on mine.
1: Yeah, that's six. If, if okay. we have three, four for one flew over.
0: Yeah, yeah, So then Batman Returns at two, six, or something else?
1: Two, yeah, I would say, because you have Hercules so low. Yeah. All right, so to then two, nine. Does anything trump that?
0: I have Man on the Moon at five. Don't have
1: it. Matilda six? Nah, I think... Hercules. I have Matilda,
0: but it's just as low. All right. 2-9 makes sense. It elevates the number.
1: Uh, Did you have twins? I have that at 5. I have 7. Yeah, I have it at 7. Well, I would say that. Where'd you have Matilda? 6. Get shorty. 8. All right, so I think it goes twins, Matilda, get shorty.
0: Okay. Where are we at now? Final one. What's your highest? Man on the moon number five is left. We did we do one full of the cuckoo's nest? Yeah. That okay. Five is Man on the Moon. That's the last right. one. That makes it. Oh, boom. All right. All right, let's get ready here. The top ten Dana DeVito movies on the relist. Yeah. Here come the bongos. Yeah, let's get this happening. <laughs> on the list. R- b- b- <laughs> At number 10. Man of the Moon. At number 9. Get Shorty. At number 8. Matilda. At number 7. Twins. At number 6. Hercules. At number 5. Batman Returns. At number 4.
1: Uh, I'm sorry. Hercules was 5. Okay. Let's do that again.
0: All right. Where are we going?
1: Uh, At number 5. Hercules. At number 4.
0: Batman Returns. Number three. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Coming in the deuce spot. The Rainmaker. And our number one Danny DeVito movie on the re-list is... L.A. Confidential.
1: Uh, Our thanks to Mr. Ashley Prowse for choosing it, and he also sneakily threw in his list. He did.
0: Should we run him down real quick? Uh, He did. We don't advise that you do this. No, but we'll let this one slide We'll let this one slide um, uh, number 10, Mars Attacks. Nine is Hercules. Eight, Get Shorty. Seven is Space Jam. Six, LA Confidential. Five, Man on the Moon. Four, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Three, Twins. Two, Batman Returns. Finally, number one is Matilda. Matilda. What? Matilda, number one. Yeah. Maybe we should watch this movie, Matt. Are we missed out on this great performance from Danny DeVito? I'm guessing he was 10 years old when he saw it.
1: Fair enough. That's or read the book and then saw it at that age. Like <laughs> it, it captures a certain mystery that uh, only childhood can possess fair enough but, uh there we go yeah our thanks to all three of you thank you mr ashley prowse yeah thank you mr jason bradshaw and thank you mr
0: drake fromsdorf drake fromsdorf um uh yeah if you guys want to be part of the re or be in consideration for it you can join it on the patreon uh go to www.patreon.com backslash or slash the top 10 the number 10 there and you can see the tiers uh, that get qualified for um, the relist, which is what, $10 and up or $5 and up for relist? Relist is 20 and up. $20 and up. Sorry, $20 and up. You can donate and be part of it. We read your list out and we compile it. It's a lot of fun. But see all the different tiers that we have to support the show and get us going so we can do more and more content and come to your hometown as well.
1: Yeah, and in that tier, you get the exclusive Patreon content and the old shows that come yeah. out uh, every Wednesday and shout-out at the end of the month and everything that comes with, uh, with the exception of choosing a topic for the show. Right, right. So that's, you get access to everything. That's the boss hog level. That's
0: uh, higher up, yeah.
1: So I think that's it for okay. us this week. Go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the top 10 show with the number 10. Follow me online at Matt Nost
0: uh, anywhere you can. Yeah, follow me at The Roka Says on Twitter and on Instagram. And uh, keep your eye out for more and more content that we, we're uh, kind of generating for you all. And don't forget about Topic Thunder. We might have a Q&A coming up soon. All kinds of stuff. So thanks, everybody, for listening this week. This has been The ReList.